you, Father. We give you worship this morning. Thank you because you're a faithful God. You're a reliable God. You're a loving God. We give you all the praise this morning. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worship. Jam your hands together like you're serious. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. Praise God. I can't hear you. Praise the Lord. Let's do it like we're excited. Praise the Lord. All right. Um, we started a series this month titled, If, and we did the first week, If You Are Saved. Then the second week we did, If You Are In Love. The third week we did, If You Are Broke. Hope you know broke is a choice. I said broke is a what? Choice. Because there's a pathway in God for you to be blessed. Are you here, somebody? I decree as long as you're under this house, under this anointing, you would not remain broke in the name of Jesus. You will never be broke again in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. This morning we're doing if you are wise. If you are what? Wise. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. He said, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. You know, you meditate there in day and night. I want us to see the point where it says, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Projector, is it possible to highlight certain words? Good. Help me highlight that. So it says, observe, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is what? Written. Observe to do. They're saying, see to it. See that you do. See that you do what? You're looking at me. See that you do what? Wow. People are not yet here. That thou mayest do what? Don't be afraid. Read it well. That thou mayest do what? So they are saying, see to it that you do what? See to it that you do what? Wow. Look at it. It's simple. It said that thou mayest observe to do according to what? All that is written there. So that observe to do, they are simply saying, see to it that you do what? All that is written there. And it's simple now. Praise God. <laughs> so they are saying, see to it, you. Eh? See to it. See to it that you do what is written therein. He said, when you do that, you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have what? Good success. Now, the Amplified Version says, you will deal wisely in the affairs of life. You will deal wisely. You will deal wisely. Praise God. Wisdom for us as Christians is not about being sharp. Wisdom is simply hearing the word of God and doing it. That's what the Bible defines as wisdom. Are you here, somebody? That's what the Bible defines as wisdom. Hearing the word and doing it. You see that in Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. It says, therefore, whosoever heareth the sayings of mine, and what? 
I can't hear you. Who, who therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and what? Doeth them. I will liken him unto what? A wise man. So wisdom is simply hearing the word and doing it. It's doing the word of God. Doing the word of God. He said he's like a man that built his house upon the rock. <laughs> Next verse. He says, what happened? And the rain descended. I can't hear you guys. What happened? And the rain descended. This guy was just in his house minding his business. And they said, and the rain descended. Life happens, guys. Life happens. I wish I could tell you that there's nothing, that nothing is going to happen to you. I wish I could tell you that. But you see, we are raising too many Christians that are not battle ready. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are raising too many Christians that are chickens. They are not ready for life. Life, he said, and the rain descended. And the floods came. Have you seen flood before? Flood came. And what happened? The winds blew. And what did he do next? He beat upon the house that that man built, Jeje. But what happened to the house? And it fell not. It fell not. Hallelujah. Your own house will not fall in the name of Jesus. He said, why didn't it fall? For it was what? Founded upon the rock. So you see, the rain will come. This means, I told you last week there are two things you don't have to pray about. Challenges and opportunities. They will come. Challenges and what? Opportunities. They will come. It has nothing to do with your attitude. Say, I'm a gentle person. Me, I don't like trouble. Woo! <laughs> trouble will still look for you. Say, I don't like looking for anybody's trouble. That's your concern. That doesn't concern trouble. If either you look for trouble or trouble look for you, but that trouble, sha, there must be a meeting you and him one day. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. This is why when we build Christians that are used to, and this is what I'm going to deal with in the month of March. When we build Christians that are used to miracle, miracle, pray for me, miracle, this, God do this. They never can walk in victory. I'm going to deal with this next month. Because what we're doing next month, talking about the blessing, is talking about contrasting the blessing and miracles. God didn't design you to live by miracles. Miracles are not for you. Are you here, somebody? Yes, sir. We'll talk about that next month. If you're living by miracles, you're living, you're living a substandard life. <laughs> we'll talk about that next month. Let me not go ahead of myself. He said, the rain came. Challenges and opportunities will come. It's what you are built on that determines how it will turn out. Are you here, somebody? Yes, it's what your house is built on. It's what your house is built on that determines what will happen. So, it's not COVID that made you broke. COVID brought challenges. None of us planned it. The rain came. The flood of pandemic came. Nobody planned it. Is anybody here that you planned? You were among those praying for it to happen? We were minding our business. We've had, we've had plans for the year. Am I correct? Yes. Everybody had plans for their year. And the rain came. The flood came. But you see, if your house is built upon movable things, it will be moved when rain come and flood come. Suppose ah, COVID closed my business, closed my income. No. It's because you made your, your job your source. Your job is meant to be a channel. God should remain your source. Are you here, somebody? So your channel is free to change. Everybody changes channels. Is there anybody that watches only one TV station throughout their life? The reason why you have the remote is to be able to change your channel. 
God should see. So when you build your house and your life upon the rock, when challenges like that come, because they will come, you will find out that you will remain standing like this house. Unfortunately, you don't choose. That's what I was saying in the first service. I wish we could choose. I wish they put all the challenges of life in one pocket. Then you come and be looked through. Say, ah, cancer. I know if you don't want this one. Liver problem. Liver problem. No. Uh, financial crisis. Ah, this one fits me. Nobody does that. You don't choose your own. It just comes. And it doesn't even announce. It just comes. Hey, that's why you must be building yourself spiritually. Not prayer, prayer. God, help me. Somebody pray for me. Help me like every day. Hey, God. You can't win like that. You don't win in life like that. Are you here, somebody? Because the punch of the devil can just hit you from anywhere. Pow! You have cancer. That's why you know you don't want scripture on divine health. COVID happens, your present channel of income closes. Then you begin to panic because you never saw God as your source. You saw that job as your source. You dedicated more time to that job than to God. Not knowing that whenever there's a shaking, it's the shakable that will be shaken. Mm. Yes. <laughs> whenever there's shaking, God is not shaking. He's not, he's not moved. It's that thing you're holding on to. There's, we have seen some of the best jobs close. Am I correct? Some of the best businesses that were the ones, the biggest businesses, they've some of them are shut down. Make God your source. And you do that by building on the rock. How do you build on the rock? There's a he that heareth these sayings of mine. And what doeth? Whenever things like pandemic or whatever happen, your eyes should be on your maker. Your eyes should be on God. That's what I'm saying that broke is a choice. Don't say, oh, uh, there's no gathering anymore. There's no this anymore. So my business has closed. I'm an event uh, planner. And now there's no gathering. So I'm an event. I don't have work. Mm -mm. Just say, Father, I thank you for the other channels of blessing. Show me what to do. You are a good God. Are you here, somebody? Yes, hey, hey. I, I get what I'm saying. Yes, See, when you are blessed, we're going to talk about it next month. When you are blessed, eh, you don't understand. It can't be reversed. Do you understand? When you are blessed, it can't be what? Reversed. I'm trying my best not to go into next month's message already. Too many beggars, best spiritual beggars. You don't, understand, you don't know who you are. You cannot be poor. Except you don't know who you are. You can't. You can't. The, hey, hey. Do you know the first thing God said to man? Say he blessed him. You don't understand. That means... The whole of heaven's resources are backing that word. How dare you say you are broke? You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're, not, you're focusing on the channel, not the source. Keep your eyes on the source. Glory to God. <laughs> I was telling them in the first service that <clears throat> in the natural, my income was also affected by lockdown. In the natural. Because I'm a pastor. And this is my job. Preaching and praying and blessing people is my job. And that's how I get my income. Now, by my income, I don't mean that your offering and tithe goes to my boots. <laughs> my income means when I bless people, when I pray and preach and bless people, they usually bless me back. And it's scriptural, okay? It's the biblical way ministers of God are blessed. All right? It's there in the Bible. I don't want to read all that today. But it says, if I bless you, if they bless you with spiritual things, it's, not, it's okay for you to bless them back with natural things. Do you understand, guys? So my income, basically, 
naturally speaking, was affected. I also preach a lot in um, invitations by other churches. And usually when I preach there, it means that they usually give me honorariums. So, and there was no gathering anywhere. So, and there was no traveling also. I had, last year, my year was already full with invitations. Do you understand? I had preaching engagements, both locally and internationally. Throughout the year, South Africa, London, Canada, US, I had preaching invitations. My year, my calendar was full. And all those meetings means income. I don't know if you can know what I'm saying. So the shutdown, naturally speaking, should affect my finances. That's what I'm trying to say. But you see, my eyes are not on those things. Do you know what began to happen? <laughs> I began to still bless. My concern is how do I bless people now that we can't gather? So we did a lot of online things. Do you know, people from America, from different parts of the world, began to send us money in thousands of dollars. Somebody told me that he watched one minute video, that he wants to send me money. One minute video. Old video. I said, send me quick. This is my PayPal account. Be fast. Don't delay the Lord. Are you here, somebody? Somebody sent us thousands of dollars. Oh, People have never seen. Never seen them. Never met them before in my life. Because God is my source. You are not my source. See, when you understand that, you, no man can threaten you. You understand that every man is disposable. God can use another person. Hallelujah. You understand that. Some of you, your fear is the way you have dedicated so much to that your business. You think that's the only way God can bless you. God can choose a different channel altogether. Mordecai told Esther that you are here for such a time as this. But that if you don't help us, he said deliverance and enlargement will come from another place. He was so sure that it's not about you. You helping me is even an opportunity. It's a privilege for you. If you don't bless me, another person will rise to do it. Because the source remains the same. The channel can change. If Nigeria refuses to honor your gift, look, international people will honor it. Hey, 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 hey. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. The dollars were not coming from Nigeria now. Me, I even like dollars. To be honest with you. I like dollars. I won't lie to you. Because I see the sluggish nature of Naira. Naira is sluggish. I say, mm, 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 mm. I hate anything that is sluggish in my life. I like dollars. If you're rich in dollars, you're really rich. If you're rich in Naira, I know you might not be rich. One small thing can make your money come to half. If dollar grows up by double, you are broke. A millionaire in Naira cannot even rent a house. <laughs> a millionaire in dollars can buy a house. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying, though. So please, don't if you dreaming, please, don't, your aim should never be to reach in, be rich in Naira. Don't plan to be rich in Naira. Start counting. You see, and the way life works, the target you set for you is what God works with you. Start to be a millionaire. In what? Be specific. You are broke. One person can cough on Wall Street and you're, 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 you're broke. The money was coming from abroad. So if Nigerians don't even honor your gift, listen. God will raise people. There are too many. See, the channels are numerous, unlimited. Keep your eyes on the source. God is my source. It's me and God that has arrangements. You can change the people. Because people have a right to like you or not like you. Some people say I might be envious of you. Do you know as I'm sharing this, some people say, this pastor is already rich. I don't need to give me anything. Now. No, you are not a face I'm looking. I'm, I'm still, I still plan to be very more, more rich. It's English, it's not English. But it will, it will help what I'm saying. I plan to be more richer than this. It's not English, so don't go and say it outside. Glory to God. God is my source. I won't chase any man like he's my source. No. I love you. You love me. But I'm not going to beg you. 
Glory to God. So how do you become wise? They said, he that heareth these sayings of mine, and what do with them? Look at it here. So challenges of life will come. Sickness. Sickness. Uh, crisis. You will lose a job. Hey. See, God can bless. There are so many channels over your life that God can use. I don't know why I feel like telling somebody that is making excuses that COVID is why they are broke. mm 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 it's not COVID. COVID is not the reason you are broke. It's the lack of faith in God. It's the reason you are broke. You, you trusted that channel. Channels can change. Are you here, somebody? The moment the channel changes, don't panic. Don't enter panic mode and say, oh, I'm dead. Oh. Once you start doing that, you show that you have more faith in the channel than in the source. I shared the story last week of one family that are really close to us. And they, 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 had, they had been through some tough times. The husband lost his job. The wife lost his job. They had been, and they're very close to us. So we normally, once in a while, help them out, send them money here and there. You know, sometimes 100K, sometimes 50K. We just bless them as, as we can from time to time. I told you that some, some weeks ago, they sent us one million naira. And I, one million naira. And I come and I say, hey, these people have made a mistake. Oh. They've sent us money. They shouldn't send, they wanted to send somebody else. Oh. They sent us one million naira. Call them, call them before we go and spend the money. And my wife called them and they said, no. It's not a mistake. That is not only us that know how to give. They too know how to give. And by the time they began to share their testimony, we found out that one of the guy's skills that he used some time ago, that he was no longer using, somebody heard he could do that thing. Somebody heard he could do that thing. And connected him with it. And they signed a contract and he did that thing. And he made money close to 100 million. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? A gift and a skill. See, that's why you must be good at what you do. God can, he can raise anything. Somebody will just come from my brother and say, look, I need somebody that will we'll pay in dollars. Hope you don't mind. I say, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Glory to God. God can use any channel, guys. But build your house on the rock. Don't build your house on your career. Don't build your house on your present place of assignment. Don't build your house on one of your gifts. Build your house where? On the rock. And how do you do that? Say, if you hear these sayings of mine, and what do them? He said, thou hast known the holy scriptures from thy youth, which is able to make one wise. So everywhere, they're showing us that obeying or doing the word of God is what wisdom is. I would liken him unto a wise man. I would, he deals wisely in the affairs of life. So doing the word of God is what is referred to as wisdom. Wisdom is not sharpness. In the Bible and in Christianity, when we talk about wisdom, we're not talking about smartness. We're not talking about sharpness. Sharpness is not what we're talking about. Because many Christians think when we talk about wisdom, we, we, we're talking about being smart. That's not it. Anybody can be smart. That one is a natural gift. That God gave some people. Some people are just cunning. They are sharp. I don't know if you know those kind of people. Over sharp, they worry them. They don't have to be Christians to have that one. Are you getting what I'm saying? But that's not what the Bible is calling wisdom here. Sharpness. Wiseness. <laughs> the Bible even says that the children of this world, they are wiser in their own generation, the children of light. Look at this here. He said, and the Lord commended the unjust steward. I don't have time to go into the story of the unjust world, but this guy was, going to, was doing something illegal, basically. And God was saying, because he has done wisely, 
for the children of this world are in their generation. Notice, wiser than what? What God is saying here is that the children of this world, they know the rules that govern their own kingdom. And they are wise in it. But it's a children of light. They are not finding out what governs their own kingdom. To be wise in it. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Because the wisdom from the two kingdoms are different. Oh, I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. The wisdom from the two kingdoms are what? They said that those children of Satan, they know cunning business. They know how to bribe, how to settle, how to falsify figures, how to change age to, to get immigration papers, how to do arranging marriage. They, they say they are wiser. That means they know this, their own system. But for you as a child of God, that's not your system. Be wise in your own system. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. You have your own system, so you too become wise in it. Not to go and copy the one of the world. When you two now say, ah, my friend, you did arrange marriage to relocate. So, boy, Nagbari, you know, this life, this life, nonsense. <laughs> For you as a child of God, that's not what they are talking about. I don't know if somebody's guessing what I'm saying. That's not what they're talking about. They said, those guys, that's their own route. That's not your route if you're a child of God. And the reason you are even open to doing those kind of illegal things is that you are magnifying Canada above God. You are magnifying America above God. <laughs> you see, when there's now a shaking in that Canada now, you now say God has left you. No, you left God long ago. You magnif Canada is good. America is good. But anything making you bring, I mean, throw away your God sense is putting that thing on an altar. That thing has become an idol. Hey, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. There are many idol worshippers in church. Many. If you dress in a way that is showing what the Bible says should not be showing. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You're showing. <laughs> it's an idol. It's an idol. Close it. And serve the Lord. <laughs> there are some idol worshippers on top there. Shout. <laughs> Shout. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. I mean, why would you want to dress in a way that is not decent? You want attention. Attention is for you is more important than respecting God and honoring God. It has become an altar. It has become an idol. When you are bribing to make more money, money has become the idol. Anything making you disobey God, eh? that thing has risen more than God in your eyes. From that youth that have known the holy scriptures, which is able to make one wise. That's in Timothy, guys. Bring it to you. See, you have known the scriptures. Basically, wisdom for us as Christians is hearing, look at it here. And that from a child, thou has known what? The holy scripture. I can't hear you. Thou has known what? I can't still hear you. That has no word. The Holy Scripture. Which are able to do what? Make you, Make you wise. So wisdom for a Christian is hearing and doing the word of God. It's not smartness. Okay? Anybody can, be, can have that kind of smartness. That's no wisdom. And now, the Bible now says something very interesting. It says the fear of the Lord... Is what? That's where this wisdom we're talking about starts from. 
And this has been, like I said, whenever I hear Christians talk about the fear of the Lord, I'm just confused or let me say, I'm just disappointed that people are just not learning fast. It seems people that are generating ignorance are working harder than us. Generating knowledge. Because more people are still ignorant. The fear of the Lord is what? The beginning. Take note. And nothing in the Bible is coincidence. It says it's the beginning. It's not the wisdom. It's just the beginning. It's not the ending. It's the what? Beginning. It's the beginning of what? Wisdom. Okay. So, many people translate this to mean we are afraid of God. Hey, if a man is God-fearing, it means they fear God. That's not what this means. Because I put a post some time ago. Apostle Simon was preaching something. I copied one clip and put it on my post. And people were saying, he was talking about God marrying a God-fearing person. And people were saying, how do you know a God-fearing man or woman? This God-fearing self, who is not God-fearing? Who is God-fearing? Who is not? When you say that, it means you don't understand what God-fearing means. God-fearing doesn't mean you are afraid of God. No. We are not afraid. No, 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 good, no good father has his children afraid of him. Or even wants his children afraid of him. It's not fear. It's not phobia. It's not terror. This word fear here is reverence. Is reverence. Is respect. Respect. It's not that we are afraid of God. No. God is not going to kill you. Anytime you are feeling fear and, and, and you are linking it to God, it's not about from God. It's from the devil. Fear is evil. Fear is an evil spirit. The Bible says God has not given us the spirit of what? Fear. The Bible says fear hearts torment. God will never associate with fear, the kind of fear we are talking about. He will never associate with it, never relate with it. Fear is an evil emotion. The first time fear came was when Adam and Eve sinned and were disconnected with God. That's the first time it was ever mentioned. God will never rule or reign by fear. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. If God wants to rule or reign by fear, it's not you that will be talking about fear of God. You go to fear. I don't know if you're going to say we fear. Nobody you going to tell us now. If God wants to rule or reign by fear, do you know what will happen? The one big angel at the gate or even on the road. Anybody going there, you know people going to do nonsense. People are going to say, you know they go to church. Slap. Bah! Inside. This place will be full. Anybody oversleeping? That is not yet you. They will, from dream. I don't know if you have ever dreamt something and you wake up and you feel the pain. Then go slap it on the what? You go wake up for the day, run without clothes. You go see yourself at church. From dream, you don't come physically. If God wanted to rule and reign by fear, it's very easy. He can do it in one minute. All he needs to do is to even turn the cloud to become red. Everybody goes, hey. Ordinary pandemic, everybody was praying. <laughs> That's just one plague. And it wasn't from God. But see how the people panicked. Even white people that didn't like God, they began to pray. One of my mentors in, is a big pastor in America. He was sharing with us in the minister's conference. He said, when 9-11 happened in America, that terrorist, you know that terrorist attack? When 9-11 happened, he called all his pastor friends and said, prepare or your church is going to be full. Over full this Sunday. And truly, it happened that weekend. That Sunday, churches were jammed. Because for once, America knew that all our braggadociousness is not going to protect us. They were so scared. Churches were full. Of course, they've all gone back to their normal life now. Sphere has gone. But fear, so God can pack churches with fear. Can, this whole world can lock it down by fear. But that's not how God raised God. Fear is evil. Fear has torment. Fear is not of God. So when they say the fear of the Lord, you see, anytime you are relating with God and you are coming from a standpoint of fear, that is not God. That is not, that, that's not how he's meant to be. That's not the kind of relationship God wants to have with you. 
If God wants to threaten you, he go threaten you now. God doesn't want to threaten you. Even his voice alone. Ordinary thunder. Have you, have you seen those thunder that make you go and hide? Have you seen those thunder? You say, oh boy. Go, lightning. Pop, pop, pop. If God wants to make all of us fear, you will hear thunder that will make this building go up and come back down. Oh boy. God will just carry your house. You will sleep in the night. He will carry your house. Go and put it in Quara State in Lorraine. He can do it. You will wake up for a night. You will say, will you go to church if I bring you back to Lagos? You say, sir, how we go? I won't miss church again. You just carry it, okay? Last warning. If God won't threaten you, go threaten you. Very cheaply. Are you here, somebody? Very cheaply. Glory to God. So he doesn't rule by fear. Anytime you see fear, it's of the devil. Never of God. Never of God. Never of God. Never of never, never, never. Never of God. He hates that you even mention fear and him together. He doesn't like it. He's a God of love. That's his only tool. For God so loved the world. Okay. So he said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning. That word fear means reference. So somebody said, but how do I know a man that has the fear of God? How do I know a woman that has the fear? Very simple. If the fear of God is where wisdom starts. And wisdom is what? This one, this I don't know. Wisdom is what? Who is your class captain? Try. Hearing is, wisdom is what? Hearing and doing the word. So it's very simple to know who has the fear. It's not a person, not a person that is worshipping. It's not a person that is singing and crying. Mm -mm. They say wisdom is when you hear the word of God and do it. So it's very easy. If I talk to you for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, I can know what guides your life. I can know why you do. So I'm listening to the why you say you want to do what you want to do. If it's, if it's based on the word of God, some people respect their culture. Here I say, you know me, I'm an evil man. Evil. The way we do our own thing. Then that means you respect your culture more than scripture. Then you are not a God-fearing person. It's not, a, not that you're afraid of God. You, you honor your culture more than you honor scripture. That's it. If you see a guy say, hey, a man must take care of me. Now, now I'm a woman. I'm a woman. Then you honor your gender more than scripture because the gender never said that a woman should never walk the, the bible never says that a woman should in fact proverbs as one woman shows us that you know a woman can even run things you know <laughs> on the mainland last week i told them about that some years ago i maybe one or two i can't remember now i preached for pastor for Shalakija, the richest black woman you know I, and i kept thinking that this woman imagine if she was like these girls of today that <laughs> man i think of all these billions this industry she has built won't be here today. And there are many girls here, you have the capacity to, to earn big money, but it's bone straight. And somebody else must buy it for you. See, enjoyment is enjoyment. Suffer is suffer. It doesn't matter who is the source of it. Nothing is stopping you from prospering, I'm telling you. You don't always have to wait for a man to pay everything for you. You need some liberty, you need some freedom. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when you honor your gender, more than scripture. Or you honor, you honor your parents more than scripture. If your parents are giving you advice that is outside of the wisdom of God, you should still honor God above them because God senior them. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So, so how do I know a God for is very easy? What guides their life? Why do they do what they do? Why do they want to do what they want to do? If I see the source of their wisdom, if they are doing it because that's what's raining, that's what everybody's doing. I hate that that's what everybody's doing. You're a Christian. They are doing bossy challenge. Bossy, eh? bossy, you join. 
Why? You see, it's very easy to know a God-fearing person. What? I mean, 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes with anybody. I can tell you what controls them. Why are you doing what you're doing? I'm afraid. I'm, I, I want money. Money is everything. In this life, money is everything. You know, I hear the sayings. I hear the slogans. It tells me what controls you. That's how you know a God-fearing person is talking about someone that hears and does. That means he's basically living his life by the wisdom of God. Every decision, he puts God first. He has, he's asking, what does the wisdom of God say? What does the word of God say? I wake up in the morning, should I go to church? Should I go to church? What does the word of God say? He said, don't forsake the assembling together as the manner of some people are. So when you know that, it's settled forever. You become wise. How do you treat your wife? It's all over scripture. So you don't treat your wife based on your culture. You say, I'm a traditional. I'm, I'm, I'm firstborn. That means you honor your position more than scripture. Are you here, somebody? How should you treat your husband? Same way. It's there in scripture. How should I treat somebody that offends me? It's there in scripture. It's very simple to know a God-fearing person. So now, as I round up, it says, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning. So that word is talking about reference. See? Now, <clears throat> listen to me so you can understand. It says, hearing and doing the word of God is wisdom. But respect for who is speaking those words is the beginning. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Hearing and doing the word of God is wisdom. But the respect of the person talking is where your journey starts. Because if not, you won't take the word seriously. So let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. What most people call fear of the Lord is afraid of God. So it's like the fear you have for Lasma. It's like the fear you have for your headmistress or your teacher. So your teacher says, um, don't talk in class. The moment the teacher goes, what happens? You talk, and when the teacher comes back, what happens? You stop, so you have not changed. You have not understood why they're saying what they're saying. You are just doing it so that you, they won't punish you. It's like last month. They say, don't talk on your phone. So when you see them, you stop talking. When they pass, you what? You've, you've missed the whole wisdom of not talking on your phone. You think it's about the punishment. So God doesn't want to do that. God is like your doctor. So they've diagnosed you that you have liver problem. And that if you don't stop this and this, you will die in 30 days. You see, and you now ask that, who is this doctor that even said this thing? And they say, okay, well, he's a professor from Harvard. He has been practicing for 35 years. He has trained about 30 consultants. He's presently the in charge of the board of liver problem in America. He's, by the time you hear his resume, eh, you go respect the thing we talk. I don't know if you got what I'm saying. That's what they're talking about here. When you know who, who said the thing, you go respect the thing we ain't talk. That's what they mean by reference. If you know that this God is the almighty God, he created everything and he was not created. He's the beginning that began the beginning. Do you understand? Do you understand? He's the almighty. He holds the whole earth in his hands. He's not just a wise God. He's the all-wise God. When, when you understand who he's talking, you won't be debating with him. You won't be giving your own opinion when he has said something. As if somebody don't talk, you they give opinion. As who? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. And I notice it a lot in this generation. When you make a post or write something, they're never accessing who is talking. When you know who is talking, eh? Even though you have a contrary belief, eh, you go humble. Say, this person, 
It'd be like saying, no, it's in the talk. And if you get what I'm saying. That's what the angel told Mary. When Mary said, how can these things be? Angel Gabriel said, I'm Gabriel that standeth before God. He said, there can be a higher authority on this matter than me. He said, I stand. That I'm hearing it fresh, fresh. As the word they drop, now I tell you so. It's not rumor. It's not that they told me. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Let me give you an example. Uh, come, 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 come. Yes, you come. Come to, uh, come now. If this guy, if this guy tell me that, ah, I saw Ogbolo, that Ogbolo, uh, no, no, if this guy tell me that, somebody told me, that somebody told him, that Ogbolo bought a new car for 500 million naira. Hear the story. Somebody told me, that somebody told him, that Ogbolo bought a new car, 500 million. How credible is that story? No, but you, you never see the, you don't see the car. The best way to tell you not see the car, the story becomes somehow. I get what I'm saying? You can go. Your story has no basis. <laughs> if this guy say, um, when so-and-so politician bought his own car, 490 million, Nami Bayam, and he show you the picture, when he give the guy the key and the papers. He say, when that other uh, millionaire Bill Gates buy his own plane, Nami, Nami supply him, see the picture, see the document, see my signature. Eh? And I tell you that, Obolo's 500 million car, Nami supply him. Not that they told me. Nami give him. In fact, see the picture, see the papers, in one go sign one thing. This is that makes the story a different. I get what I'm saying. That's what Angel Gabriel was telling Mary. Because he, he, was, te he was telling Mary something that was, didn't make sense. He said, You're going to have a child without knowing a, a man, a virgin, you're going to have a child. Mary said, How can this sense be? Look how he said. He said, And the angel answered, I am Gabriel. I am Gabriel. What did they do you? Who they talk? Who they ask? I'm Gabriel. That does what? That nobody said then gist me the gist. I'm getting it fresh. There can't be a more authentic source. So to be arguing with Gabriel, the last person that argued with Gabriel, they shut his mouth. You don't argue. I'm telling you something. They argue. What did they do you? And they tell you something, they follow me argue. I say you are blessed, you say you are not blessed. You, are you okay? The reason why they forgave Mary, because Mary adjusted quickly. After she said, ah, how can these things be? Because Gabriel doesn't like smesme. And they tell you something, they, they argue. Say, so how can it be? So the only reason why they forgave Mary, because Mary, true, true, small girl, she didn't have so much experience with the things of God. So when they told her, you're going to have a child, so and so, she said, ah, how can these things be? The angel said, I'm Gabriel. I'm, that's the answer. I'm Gabriel. We, there's no other assurance higher than this. I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence. That means as then they decide your future. As they are deciding how 2021 will be for you. I'm there. I was in the meeting. Not that they told, they told me. I was in the meeting where they decided how your life will be. So I'm telling you, you will have a child. It's heaven has authorized. Hey, hey. It's like when you have a friend, they're in government and they want to give you a contract. He said, I was there. The governor have signed it. I, I read it there. He signed it. He even made a joke about your name, your business name. You, you know that's confirmed. It's not that they, his friend told him, mm, I was in the meeting. And he showed you a picture, a selfie, of him and the governor. You can't be asking, is it true? I don't know if you can tell what I'm saying, sir. 
It's true. He said, I'm Gabriel. And I stand in the presence of God. He said, and I'm sent to speak unto thee and to show you these glad tidings. And they forgive Mary. The next person they told something like this was uh, the father of John the Baptist. The same angel came and said, you will have children. I mean, you have a son because they've been waiting for a child for a long time. <laughs> they waited for a child for a long time. So he told his man, you have a child. The man said, ah, how can? They said, you will be pastor. You have been a priest and you have been praying for this thing since. So all the way they pray. You know, expect answer. Look at what they told him. He said, behold, that shall be dumb because they, they, they yarn rubbish. Hmm? Since you know one guess sense. Say, it shall be dumb. And you will not be able to speak until the day these things are done. Because thou believest not what? My word. See, Gabriel, I told you Gabriel doesn't have patience for rubbish. No one hear what? No one gets sense. Doesn't have patience for rubbish. That they tell you something, they say, who was there? I say, I'm Gabriel. You they ask question. I'm Gabriel. You say, who was there? How can these things be? Glory to God. Gabriel. <laughs> Thank you. You can go back to your seat. Clap for him. Do you understand it, guys? So, Gabriel had to introduce himself because the person talking is what gives credibility to what was said. Any, anybody can say anything. The words don't matter until we know who said it. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. If one guy that has never has no experience, if your car is bad, somebody that is not a mechanic, he's your friend. He's not a mechanic, he's a tailor. He said, this sound what they hear. Now, brake pad. You say, you get car? No. You be mechanic, no. You don't hear this kind of for no. Hi, why you take no? Say, I don't hear some people talking before. <laughs> Suddenly, that statement he makes becomes what? Worthless. Now, but if somebody else comes and says, Oh, this thing um, is brake pad. He says, ah, How do you know? He says, uh, My name is uh, Kingsley Benz. You say, Which Benz? <laughs> Same Benz. My granddad is Mercedes. You see, the words now carry what? A new weight. So it's the person that determines the value of the words. Not the words that determines the value of the person. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. So that's why they said, respecting who is talking hmm, is where your wisdom starts. The person talking says, don't fornicate before marriage. You're saying, eh, if I would. Eh, man, how can man and woman stay together and not, sleep, not, not fornicate together? Eh, how can it? You have no respect for who is talking. You think he just wants to suffer you. He wants to protect you. He wants to protect you. He's wiser than you. He's, you know how many weddings he has seen? You know how many divorces he has seen? He said, calm down. This is the right way. I, I created you. I know what will work for you and what can never work. I know what will work for because this money, money can fail you. When money fails you, who will you hold? Is that that you use God to get money or use money to get pursue God? Many people, they are using God. That's why they, everything, they need miracle prayer all the time. Because they want to use God to get money. Money is their goal. God is their tool. Turn it around. God should be your goal. Money is your tool. So don't worship money. Use money to worship God. That's why we tithe. Not because they are going to beat us. Not by force. 
Nothing in the Bible is even by force. Even prayer is not by force. But if you have sense, if the maker of life said, pray. <laughs> the thing where they come, plenty. Pray. You say, no, must we pray? Jesus has done it all. Jesus said, when? Me. He says, spend time to read your Bible. He said, for what? Instead, I will read the Easter blog. Some of you read all the comments from beginning to end. And you've not read one scripture. And you will not be wise in the affairs of life. Instead, you'll be gaining wisdom from slay queens and amaphrodites. And uh, those are the people that will be talking to you. Because, because, hope you know, hope you know that you were created to be affected by words. Many Christians don't know. You think you can hear anything and get away with it. No, you can't. You were created. You are a spirit. Oh, man, I'm going to close now. You are a what? You are a spirit. In the realm of the spirit, words are the most tangible thing. How many of you know God is a spirit? How did God create the earth? Words. In the realm of the spirit, words are their own physical labor. In the natural world, if I want to move this speaker to the back, I'm going to do what? Carry it. In the spirit, if they are going to move this thing to this place, what they will do is what? Speak. Spirits don't have fists. They won't carry it. That's why when God wanted to create the earth, you didn't see him carrying block um, and carrying block. And carrying, hey, don't go to supply cement. How many bags? He didn't do that. All he did was what? Speak. So you are a spirit also. So every time words hit you, they affect you. Whether positive or negative. That's why you must censor what you hear. It's not every gist you must hear. It's not everything you must read. Ah, I've stopped listening to Nigerian news long ago. I don't watch Nigerian news, except it's an information I need to know. Then somebody tells me and I go and watch it. Apart from that, just be following this Nigerian news. This world is not my own. Because <laughs> Nigeria will depress you. <laughs> okay, be watching. Madness every day. I don't watch him. What am I going to see? I'm not watching this. Face Jesus. Words will affect you. So don't put you. That's why God arranges church for people to be taught the word of God. This thing we are doing, you think it's a joke. No, it's impacting you. Especially when you are open to it and you allow it to work and you too act on it. It's changing your life. The Bible says the foolishness of preaching, that God chose the foolishness of preaching to change the world. Fool, that means it looks stupid. That's why people say, we are not doing anything, we are doing something. You will know many years from now. I get what I'm saying. That's why those of you that also you don't come to church regularly, you are an online member. That's why it's good to come to church because it's not just about you, your children too. Because as they too are home, they need influence of the word of God. Bring them to church. Even if you want to come, bring them and sit outside. And use your phone and watch outside in the car. Since you want to stay online. But bring your children because that your action of watching online is also affecting people that didn't begin to be affected. So all they hear is Barney. Is Barney preaching to them. Hope you know some of those cartoons now, they are promoting homosexuality. They are talking to you. The music you are listening to. Words affect you. That's why you hear a song, hear a song, hear a song. Without you knowing, you are, even though they, you don't like the lyrics, you just yourself singing it. Ah, now I vom, vom, de, vom, vom, de. Yeah. What am I saying? I'm a man of God. You have heard it many times. Even rumors about people don't hear. 
Even as a counselor sometimes, when people come and tell me things, I don't ask who is the person. I deal with the situation. Because the day I hear that you are the one that slept with your uncle's wife, the way I will be seeing you from that day is affected. I've shared this story many times. You must guard your heart. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. So it's there. So that's wisdom. That's, that's where you get wisdom from. You protect your heart. We had one music director, Babs, come. We had one music director many years ago. And our choir was at its best at that time. Great guy. But he had a bad attitude. Very bad attitude. Even when he didn't praise and worship, he would insult everybody. I'm telling you, he would say, he clapping, he Bad attitude. But very gifted. So, and there was a staff in the church too. So he would come and, so he was teaching everybody bad. So we got to the stage, we just said, we had to sack him because we can't afford to have strife in our team. So we had to sack him. So I told the church pastors to do the needful. So they fired him, wrote him a letter, fired him. When they fired him, the next day after that, when I came to the office, from the front desk person, person said, ah, pastor, so and so that we fired. He wrote me a letter. I saw the letter. He blasted her. Front desk, where nothing concerned her. He blasted her. Uh, admin officer, say, sir, they grew to me too. He blasted her. What did admin do you? Blasted me, officer. Assistant pastor, my assistant then, saw me his own too. They blasted him. Then I said, Pastor, he also wrote you. <laughs> this is your own letter. You see, I had enough sense to know that what you don't know about is not going to affect you. When people say they are dragging you on Twitter, it's because you're on Twitter. <laughs> they are, everybody's dragging, they're dragging you somewhere as you are here. The reason why you don't know is because you don't know. That's why you don't care. It's when you care that he starts to pay you. The bad thing you have said about me in your mind, I didn't hear. So I'm not bothered. It's when I start to hear that the process of pain starts. It's not everything they say about you, you must even hear. I like one of my mentors. He said he doesn't even accept both praise and criticism. He doesn't accept anyone. Because if you even say, I accept only praise, I don't accept criticism. You know what happens when somebody is praising you and, and that's what lifts you? It means when the day they choose to bring you down, they can bring you down. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. If you are so hinged on somebody's praise of you, and that's the reason to run your self-esteem, the day you say or do something that person doesn't agree with, they will now do what? All that praise, they will bring it down. So it's better to just stand on God. So they gave me my own, but I, had, I already had sense then. I took the letter. I never opened it till tomorrow. I took it like that and put it in the dustbin. Never opened it. Years after, see the wisdom. Years after, that same guy, came back to church for us to do something together with him. Every other person was struggling to do something with him because they remember the words he had said. I was the only one that was laughing with him and playing with him. You know why? Because I never heard one bad thing he said about me. If I had read that letter, he would have insulted me. There's no way when I meet him in the future, there's no way I'll be thinking, see this one. He said I had big head. <laughs> Things I don't forget. Words were created to affect you. I never forget what I'm saying. So I, I could relate with him easily because I didn't see what he said. One of my friends came to me. He attends a church. His pastor is my mentor. And this is very important for you people in church. Because many of you still fall into this nonsense. He attends a church. His pastor is my mentor. And he had some issues with his pastor. He had to leave the church. So he came thinking he would tell me, say, come on here. 
See, well, I have left. I asked him how his church. I have left. I said, what happened? He was going. Started, he wanted to tell me sorry. I said, don't tell me. I said, don't tell me. I said, we can talk about any other thing except this. Why? By the time you paint my mentor bad, you will remove my mentor from me. You, you can't mentor me. I'll now become mentorless because of your anger. I said, don't tell me. Two of you have settled yourself. God bless two of you. But don't remove my pastor. Some of you, people come and bring story about your pastor to you and you sit down and hear. You are, you are going to become what they call a spiritual vagabond. A spiritual bastard. Mm. Because you will have no family spiritually. Because they've, they've, they've painted up your pastor bad to you. You can't easily receive again from him. Every time he's talking, you are thinking of what they said. Whether it's true or not. For your own safety, don't open your ear to rubbish. If anybody even bringing those stories to you, see them as an enemy. They want to dislodge you. When they dislodge you, they can't pastor you. Yes. So you become pastorless. They want to dislodge you. That's what they want to do. I get what I'm saying. You don't tell me bad things about my pastor. Leave it. God will deal with him. Thank you very much for your concern. You go and face your own life. Are you here, somebody? Because words will what? Affect you. Words will affect you. Glory to God. What is wisdom? Hearing the word and doing them. Before I pray for the house, I want to pray for this man of God. Come. <laughs> Can I say your age? It was online now. It was online. Uh, he just clocked 40. Hallelujah. And he's getting married this year. He might, not, he, he might not even know. He might not even be aware, but uh, I'm here. <laughs> I want to pray with him. When we start next month's series, don't miss it. Do you know how a blessing is activated? A blessing is principally activated by words. Like I told you, we are spirits. A blessing is activated by words spoken. He said the, the lesser is blessed of the higher. Whenever God positions somebody above you, it's a system of God for those above to always call up those minutes. That's why you can't let somebody dislodge you from your pastor. If you know what they've done to you by that story, they've stopped you from receiving. It's your, the attack is on your destiny, not on the pastor. Satan knows when he attacks a shepherd. What did the Bible say? Attack the shepherd. What happened to the sheep? The sheep is the, the target of every um, negative news about the pastor is never about the pastor. The pastor will be fine. Is the sheep they want to scatter. Yeah. Most times the sheep themselves are the ones spreading, scattering other sheep, not knowing that you are destroying yourself because the way God ordained it, I can give you some scripture, we'll do that next month. I don't want to go above for myself. Wow. But the principal way, God ordained that blessings be released are by spoken words. He said the lesser is, look at it here, and without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. So God always puts people ahead of you so that they can pronounce blessings on you and lift you up. Hallelujah.